Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 14th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor. This is Ashley Downing. And, of course, we have Bennett here. Hello. What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) So we are talking about Super Tuesday. These results are crazy. So I think the last time I looked, Biden had seven states that he was winning. Um, Sanders has three. Um, yes. Okay. I think so, yeah. so I have here 345 delegates for Biden, 285 delegates for Sanders, um, which is actually better than the last time I saw it. The last time I saw it, he was closer to 100 delegates down, um, Sanders was. So that's actually looking a little bit more positive for him. Uh, yeah, he should start winning uh, more states really soon. As soon as like the states are going like to the northeast, uh, he mm-hmm. does really well there. Um, he's expected to do really well in California as well. Um, they are, and maybe it's a good time to mention that uh, that thing you just told me about that that poll. poll yeah. yeah, I actually just they just flashed this on the screen. They took these are all exit polls. So after people are voting, um, they ask these questions. And one of the poll was the U.S. Uh, based on the U.S. economic system. And there were three different options. Fifty two percent of California voters said that they support a complete overhaul of the government uh, or of the economic system. Um, hopefully the government too, right? Um, but no, the economic system, which is crazy. I mean, clearly that means that a lot of people in California are going to vote for Bernie because that's what Bernie wants, a complete overhaul of the economic system. Yeah, I think so as well. And I think they're uh, right about the economy. And I think that uh, if they apply that or if they were asked other questions about like government in general, I feel like they would probably say the same thing. <laughs> um but uh, that's just based off. Uh, I can just I can solely base that opinion off of the shit, the dirty, dirty, dirty shit that's going on today. Um, and Oy. I think that's a great uh, start to uh, this conversation. So, of course, what I mean is um, <laughs> the how the candidates that were in the race, uh, the presidential race, they are dropping out or they have been dropping out and endorsing Joe Biden. After Jim Clyborn saved his ass in South Carolina, literally, um, because, uh, and you we can see this in the exit polls. And do you want to mention that one as well? Um, oh yes, exactly. So as I've been watching, they've also been putting periodically the exact same poll for multiple states. And the poll was, when did you decide who you were going to vote for in the primary? Um, have you always known, have you been committed to this candidate for the majority of the race? Or did you make up your mind within the last few days? And over 50% in almost every single state that they had polled for this specific question said that they made up their mind within the last few days. 50, over 50%. Um, so clearly those endorsements made a very big deal. Also to mention, Amy Klobuchar, Minnesota is her home state, um, and she endorsed Biden. So clearly, you know, that was an obvious win for him. Um, Beto O'Rourke, even though he, you know, dropped out 
a while back, he decided mm-hmm. just yesterday to endorse Biden. Um, Texas is the second largest number of uh, the biggest state that has the most delegates up for grabs today. So, and he really shouldn't have that much like influence over Texas. Uh, but what he went through, uh, like after being a representative in the House and running against Ted Cruz and the national being in that national spotlight, I I remember like all these celebrities started interjecting themselves in the end. Uh, even Beyonce came out like a week before like the the vote. Um, people started voting in Texas uh, with like a Beto hat, and she like had her old like dazzle razzle dazzle like outfit and stuff. But I mean, when I saw that, I was like, too little, too late. Well, uh, and because I, she got his ass handed to him. I think it's important yeah. to note too. We had talked about this earlier that um, you were saying Bernie has a really. Um, good coalition of Latino voters. Uh, But the poll with um, voters, Latino voters in Texas, Biden and Sanders have been coming up more even. And I think that that could potentially be to that endorsement from Beto. Beto did have a good coalition of Latino voters um, behind him. And when he first started, when he first started running there um, and then when he, when started decided decided to run for president i mean yeah i guess but uh i don't i don't think it was enough and i don't think it's the same type of support like um i think that the reason latinos might be uh voting for donald trump is because they maybe just might recognize his name uh not donald trump biden uh, <laughs> joe biden Hi. my bad uh, Joe Biden, uh, because they recognize his name. Uh, and that, that might be one of the reasons, honestly. Um, but I don't see like a logical reason other than like being fed all the crap from the mainstream media that says that they can't, that Trump, I mean, that, uh, Biden beats Trump. Um, if it's nothing other than that, it can't, it can't be for his policies because the guy is shit. He was associated mm-hmm. with uh, Barack Obama, who was known, like Ashley said earlier, as a deporter in chief, deported over 8 million immigrants out of the United States. Um, even though Latinos voted uh, time and time again uh, for him in his presidency. And, and who was his vice president? <laughs> you <Biden>. tell me. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yep. So, I mean, it's not a surprise to see the establishment uh, once again acting in lockstep. They did it in 2016 with the superdelegate system that operated then as well. Uh, all like before the people even started voting, uh, the superdelegates were already like uh, voting for uh, Hillary Clinton. And if you aren't like, we haven't talked a lot about superdelegates yet uh, and neither has the media. Like it hasn't really been a big thing in this, uh, this election uh, or in these primary seasons so far. Maybe we should later for a different episode uh, though. Because it, it can be a reality if it's if it goes to like a contested convention, which Bloomberg is hoping for. Which all of them, I'm, I'm which yeah, most of them are voting, hoping for, except for Bernie, as we saw in that question that they asked a lot of the candidates, um, <laughs> like the second second to last debate, I believe it was, I believe it was in Nevada where they were asked um what they would do or what they think they should do when it comes to the party's rules should you agree with them or go with whoever is the 
um, whoever has the plurality or the aka the majority, the majority of delegates. delegates. Yeah. And everybody but one person on that whole stage, one person said that they should go with uh, the plurality, <laughs> aka the will of the voter. Because that's what a plurality means. When you have the majority of the delegates, not super delegates, delegates. When you have the majority of delegates, that is a, the clear indication that you have the majority of the support. That's what Hillary Clinton shoved down Bernie's throat 2016. Did we forget that? Well, and let's... like, why is it why is it being thrown out the window now? And, and their argument is because, like, oh yeah, he was part. Uh, Bernie's campaign took part in uh, making these rules. He agreed with them, like, and you should stick to them. That's their argument, but it's bullshit because one, Bernie Sanders lost to Hillary Clinton in 2016. I don't know if you guys remember that, but <laughs> let me remind you that. So, because of that, he had less delegates at the convention um, to create that unity commission that created, like, uh, the party's platform and how it exists now and how the rules were created for 2020. Bernie did have a say. They are right in that. But it was not as much say as the Hillary Clinton campaign, which we all know is the creme de la creme of fucking establishment. There's no, there's no uh, warmonger uh, or person that won't take your money like the Clintons will. <laughs> well, and let's not forget, too, that this whole entire um, dropout last minute endorse Biden, this whole, um, you know, staying more to the middle of the road, moderate. This is all the DNC is doing. I mean, they do not want a Bernie Sanders as the Democratic nominee, clearly, because they're doing all these things to stop it. It is not a coincidence that Amy and Pete both dropped out two days, within two days of Super Tuesday, and then both endorsed Biden yesterday. Not a coincidence. It's also not a coincidence, I don't think, that Beto did either. Um, They are, I think, trying starting to try to attempt to do the same thing as they did in 2016 and flush out bernie the difference is this year they are this this time around they have already had an experience with more progressive candidates running so they know that there there are a lot of people who um are behind this progressive movement even if they're not 100 percent behind Bernie Sanders right now um, because Warren is still getting not that many votes, but you know, she's getting some votes. Um, and I think, she's taking the delegates and that's what matters. And she's exactly. taking the delegates. And um, I think, and, and then you also had like Marianne Williamson. She wasn't in it for that long, you know, but she was a more progressive candidate. Um, I think that when you have um, such an obvious sign that there are, a lot of people out there who are behind Bernie Sanders, the DNC worries that he is going to win, that he does have a good chance of not only beating Biden, but possibly beating Trump. And I think that that's a good thing, but I think that's established because the DNC is full of establishment. It's, it is part of the establishment um, that they are afraid of Bernie. The establishment is afraid of Bernie. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's more than it's more than just the DNC, though. It's uh, 
Oh, well, it's the entire it's establishment. like the entire political establishment. It's the a lot of there are a lot of organizations and entities that are actively working against the Sanders campaign. Uh, we see this in the news media. We saw this in 2015. We saw this in 2016. Um, we're seeing this time and time again. Yang Gang has saw this with Andrew Yang. <laughs> um, the Tulsi Gabbard people supporters also see this. Um, obviously, the Bernie Sanders people were seeing this again. I mean, there's every like this. It's not a coincidence. No, people, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that uh, they they actively tried to like. Um, brush off Bernie Sanders and like all these progressive candidates that actually want to help the American people that are actually incentivizing uh, or looking for a better America to actually invest dollars back here at home and not abroad on these stupid wars, toppling regime uh, regimes, destroying entire regions like we're seeing in the Middle East. What are we doing over there? We're we're trying to maintain a global like American empire when our home is falling apart. Our house is falling apart. Yeah. The earth is literally on fire and we're still our, our priorities are, our priorities are so fucked. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. There. And I mean, that's just like, that just goes to show like the, it's all rigged. It's all, it's all a system. Now, it's all a you... system and it's all working as like gears against like in a machine against anything that comes up against them, anything that threatens their power. Now, do you think there is, um, well, first I'm just going to say, I don't think that Bloomberg is going to make it as far as some people are making him out to seem. I don't think that if he has invested a lot of money um, and he has uh definitely taken a completely new platform to social media. I literally see him all the time on every social media app that I have. Um, but if it comes down to Biden and Sanders, which it probably will, do you think that there are enough people out there that will see through Biden and see that he is just another um, smiling politician promising empty things Um and vote for Bernie or do you think they're going to vote for him just based off name recognition, um, serving with Obama? Um, I mean, I don't, what do you do? What do you think? Personally? Uh, you mean like when it comes down to it, like, are you asking me like who's going to win? Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, that's a tough one. Because, because, because well, that's like, really what it's going to come down to as it gets closer to these states at the end. It, polls are showing people are voting for somebody who they think can beat Donald Trump. So do you think that once it comes down to it, and it obviously is Bernie versus Biden, are enough people going to switch and vote for Bernie? Well, when the question you ask is, who is the better candidate? I mean, who can... Who can beat Donald Trump? Oh, Bernie. Hands like, down. hands down. The answer is Bernie Sanders. I truly believe that. We see that. this in every poll. We see <laughs> this in consistently every poll that comes out. Bernie doesn't win by one or two points. He wins by, like, 
five or six. Well, and and it's not that close with Joe. If you see the polls, he might win some. He might win in some, but they're it's close. My, Too close for comfort, in my opinion. My fear is, and it's gonna be a fucking gift. It's <laughs> gonna be a fucking gift to, to to Trump. He is gonna love it. He's gonna love it. You know, my you watch. I really love that we're doing this podcast because. I just think it's so important for people to realize that politics are really messed up, way more messed up than, than, than we think. I mean, we know that politicians are full of lies and that they do things to benefit themselves and whatever, whatever. Uh, there's money behind everything, right? Um, but Bernie's really changing the game for that, I think. Um, and I used to think Warren was too. Clearly, that's not the case with her taking on this super PAC. But um, I think that a lot of people are really starting to see through these candidates and really recognize that you have Biden, who has it says all the right things, who looks a certain way, who has served before, and people think that that's a safe bet. But I think that there are a lot of people who are maybe looking at him and saying, eh, status quo. Eh, I don't know if I want to go back to the Obama era even, you know. <laughs> um, I think that that hopefully will look bad enough on him. I'm also, like that's... I'm also ahead, afraid, though, that there are a lot of people out there who just are uninformed and they will vote for him based off name recognition, based off the fact that he did serve with Obama. So I think everything that I just said is also a double-edged sword. People aren't going to vote for him for those reasons, but they also are because they just don't know a lot about politics and they recognize a name on the ballot. Um, one of my, actually my favorite actor, um, his name is Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh, if you like read the news every day or you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't, you're uninformed. Interesting. Interesting. And it's true. It's very true. Yeah. And uh, we see that in the case of CNN, MSNBC, they have consistently like taken out lies. They have to retract statements. They have to apologize to people for lying. I mean, the... <laughs> it's um, basically, it, I mean... It's a shit show. It's a shit show. <laughs> it is. And it's so funny because at some point it's like, what do I, wh what do I pay attention to? What is accurate? And I think I probably have five different news apps at least on my phone because it's like, I just, just look at every single one and it, it's, it's almost like you need to do that nowadays. <laughs> You really do need to like verify like the things you hear on uh, like even cable news is not safe anymore or trusted um, for straight facts. Uh, the people you're seeing, all the, the TV personalities that you're seeing, uh, the Chris Hayes, uh, the Rachel Maddow's, those are all opinion opinion pieces, puppet puppets that are are in lockstep also with the machine. They are a, they're this. They are the speakerphone of the machine. Uh, they wield the propaganda and they brainwash uh, us as a nation. I mean, th 
that's why the number one uh, station uh, for viewers over and over and over again, year after year, is Fox News. Well, and I was going to say, too, this can be seen right now before our very eyes. They are talking crap about Sanders or talking up Biden. Almost every single left-leaning media outlet has been doing that. CNN, CBS, NBC. I mean, these are these are our news stations who are, you would think, supposed to be giving you an unbiased perspective of news. But yet they just even the way sometimes that they announce polls, it just seems so clearly one-sided. I mean, it definitely can seem that way. Do you remember like what happened in Iowa where they were like stopping, uh, they were announcing the polls like a little by little or not little by little. Like they, they announced it two times before he, before they actually got to the results like a week later. And then both of the results they released in this primary uh it showed Bern- like it showed Bernie Sanders getting crushed by uh Pete Buttigieg in Iowa and as we all know Bernie Sanders actually ended up winning the popular vote meaning that uh in case you don't know that he got he got w- more uh like physical votes but Bern- uh but uh what that means is that Pete Buttigieg won more delegates so he technically won the state as well but in, in a different way <sighs> it's just so crazy and and technically, what the, you know, what it, what they were saying isn't wrong, but is it a hundred percent the truth? No, is it leaning one way? Of course, towards Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, check your news, people. Check your news. Definitely do so. Uh, let's tell them ours. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys know what I watch. Um, I actually try to stay on top of like what all the the big news medias are saying, uh, just because I like to make fun of them on the show. Uh, <laughs> so look for content here. Um, and then I also, uh, so I like, I follow Fox News. I follow MSNBC. I follow all the big ones. Um, and then I also follow like my like my personal favorites are like uh, Rising with uh Sagar um and or Sagar and Jetty and Crystal Ball um which is on the Hill TV um they're my favorite uh like my, kind of my favorites with Jimmy Dore he has a YouTube show oh they both have YouTube shows I guess um those are my main two they're really really cool shows uh highly recommend they no bullshit uh they go straight to the facts um and they're in support of the actual truth and that's i mean that isn't that what we all want oh as well um i also wanted to mention the intercept that is kind of a newer one for me but it's super 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 good i trust me guys um but yeah let's go back to the election yes so um uh let's talk about like oh go ahead well i was just gonna say there i'm seeing california they have 16 percent of the vote in um, Bernie Sanders has 27%, and actually Bloomberg is behind him with 19. Um, I, Bloomberg I, is behind with 19, dang. I, wanna, I wonder if I'm seeing that correctly. And it's flashing, so I have, I, I have to wait until it comes back around again. But that seems kind of nuts. I did not see Bloomberg being right behind him in California. 
Oh, oh yes, it's Harris twenty seven point four to nineteen point two, and then Biden at sixteen point nine percent of the vote in California. Well, we know that uh, it was part of Mike Bloomberg's uh, strategy to run for the presidency to really skip over the the first few states and not really care because I mean one uh, he got into it really late two um, so I mean he probably would have got the votes and then. Uh, Two, he just, I mean, they're not really worth that much in delegates. So he's like, he's thinking about it, like, by the numbers. So uh, he's like, all right, after this, I'm going to go and go for the, the big pie, a.k.a. Super Tuesday. And which we know this is the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of the pie that we can get at one time. Oh, wow. Hold on. Let me say something um, really so quick. So he has, oh, wait, okay, go ahead. Texas, it is only, they are only 0.4% between Sanders and and Biden right now. How much? How much reporting? Twenty-eight. Um, actually, it is not saying right now, but it's twenty-eight point six Sanders, twenty-eight point two Biden. Fifty-five mm. percent uh, of the vote in. That's a good amount. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to say that before it went away. Um. I forgot what I was saying. Um, Totally forgot. Totally forgot. Whatever. Um, So um, let's go back to um, some of the statements that were made by um, some of the people that uh, endorsed Bernie, uh, not Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, um, and how he basically revived his campaign. So, as we know, a few days ago, he won South Carolina. Or was it yesterday? No, two days ago. Saturday. Saturday was the South Carolina primary. Oh, yeah, so it was a few days ago. So it was a few days ago. Okay, so a few days ago, he he, uh, was in South Carolina. uh, He was about to get crushed. There were polls before that were showing him getting crushed by Bernie. Yeah. And uh, that is pre Jim Clyburn's <laughs> uh, endorsement, and as we all as we all know, he has endorsed him since then. Um, and I think that was the day before it's, mm-hmm. it started going. Uh, the people started voting, and as we see, uh, he had an, an, a tremendous effect on his campaign, um, with over fifty percent of the people that were leaving the polls saying that. Um, he uh, his endorsement was what swayed their vote. Now, uh, this is something that we're not really used to to having to think about. Honestly, I did not consider this. I know he was probably like asking for it, um, <laughs> but he I did not I did not picture like such a heavy weight on from like someone that not too many people know about outside of uh uh, maybe his, I know he's a representative, but I didn't know he was known throughout his entire state. Um, but he did have a, a heavy say in their, in their, um, in the way they voted. Um, so that came in as, as a surprise because we didn't, uh, he had tons of endorsements in Iowa, Nevada, uh, New Hampshire. He had endorsements from all kinds of people everywhere. And all of a sudden these endorsements matter now. Why? I mean, Jim. I mean, 
Jim Clyborne, I mean, obviously his vote mattered to, to the people, but uh, now it's met, it's, it's starting, people, other people are starting to see it and actually care enough to vote for Joe Biden because of the, the momentum that he's seeing or that they're seeing. And we can also see that in the endorsements of the candidates that are now pushing Joe Biden on their own supporters. Yeah. So do you think they're going to be as resistant to that when you're the candidate that you supported yourself and gave money to and went out and knocked doors for and called people and taxi people for like, like, do you think you're not going to do what they tell you? Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, I mean, some people might have like their own like thoughts and emotions and actually go with, uh, what, who they think was the right person. I mean, if they actually were thinking about Klobuchar or, or whatever being the right person, they might be misled in the, in the, from the get-go. But um, nonetheless, they should be given uh, a chance uh, at redeeming themselves psychologically uh, to, like, get to where they need to be um, and, like, wake up to, like, what's actually going on in politics and in the country. Well, and let's talk about that for a second, too, the fact that they did drop out. I mean, when when it comes down to a day like today, Super Tuesday, where you have a third of the delegates up for grabs tonight, clearly it is going to be for people to have, um, for there to be less candidates as options, um, because then there will be more delegates allotted to those candidates. So the fact that um, Klobuchar and um, Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg dropped out um, and then endorsed um, definitely I think that that's more than a coincidence but also it's maybe a good thing for moderates that's what they wanted and we were talking about earlier we wish Warren would have done that because then all of those voters would have gone to Bernie so um and I don't think we've mentioned it yet how the whole 15% thing works, but Warren keeps getting barely 15% of the vote in these states. So now instead of the delegates being split up between Sanders, Biden, and Bloomberg, now they're being split up between four, including Warren in there, which we all know she is not going to go much farther after this, not receiving that many um, delegates tonight. So it's just annoying that she is and still money. in it. She's broke. Her campaign is broke. Yeah, that also. Meaning that she doesn't have support. So like, it's just annoying. You know, it's like why you should have dropped out because if you see all of these vote, votes that Biden is now getting because Amy and Pete dropped out and endorsed him, if Warren would have done the same thing, we could be looking at a different night. We, we definitely could have. Uh, and Bernie would have a stronger chance of, uh, of sol- like handedly winning against Joe Biden. Like it would have been if all these candidates were still in and if this wasn't a fucking rigged system. But just so you guys know, this is what it looks like when the fucking system pulls out all the guns. Yep. This is what it looks like. Definitely. The people that, that make your laws do all this shit they're in it together. They're in on it together. They they pretend like they're fighting, and um, they don't want to like go at each other too hard because that burns the bridge with them. And then, like, they think about themselves and their own careers more than they think about how they're gonna affect the lives of their constituents 
And if you are a representative, you're elected representative at a national level, you're not only affecting your constituents in your district or your state or whatever the case may be, um, you're affecting the nation when you when you're voting on issues of climate, immigration, stuff like that, um, uh, national security, uh, defense, like the all national these things, budget, <laughs> all these things, and um, like I don't know, it's just uh, that's why that's why we have this podcast so that people can like wake up and see the establishment for what it really is and i think that it's also important to note too that all of these things that um that these policy agendas that um you know they they put forth like sort of ish medicare for all you know like a public option this is all just versions of the status quo this is not any they don't want any kind of serious change because that could be the possible change for them personally they don't want they want they don't really want what's best for the entire country they want what's going to benefit them first i mean you and you don't think they're going to get like a cabinet position out of this like or oh, some kind of like Pete? prestigious oh, Amy P, Beto, yeah. Susan Rice, all these people. Yeah. Jim Clyborne, mm-hmm. all these people. And thanks. And I, yeah, the, when I was watching CBS News, somebody said, um, you know, Amy P, pick your country because you're going to, you, you get to be an ambassador when I'm president. And it's like, yeah, exactly. That, that was somebody on national television saying that. I mean, how, how, how much more obvious can it be that this is not a coincidence? that they endorsed them last minute. I don't know, but this is sad. This is not only sad, this is infuriating. Infuriating for for me to watch and to be aware of. Like, it actually, like, it actually gets me so mad because it gets me mad slash sad because I know the potential in this country. I know our history i like i don't know everything like but i don't want to say that but i i know enough about us and our own history and where we should be going and what direction we should be going enough to like not go with certain people or like some people seem like like obvious choices like almost common sense like why the fuck would i ever vote for you like uh but (laughs) <laughs> not everybody pays attention the same yeah. uh, like to the same extent as politics as I do. I realize like I'm kind of like a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Like I, I watch probably more than and I consume probably more than mo- than most people. But that's part of the problem. Exactly. The majority of Americans don't vote. The, the... Do you know who vote? Do you know who elected the last president? Like fifteen or like tw- I think it. It's actually like 30% of the population in the United States. That's 30% crazy. of the population voted, in a voted for a president. Election. And um, 70% didn't have their say. That's crazy. 70%. Well, and you know, I actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I do want to say, and I've been extremely happy watching this. There are... Um, 
people who are still waiting in line to vote. I know that in Texas, they actually, the, as long as you're in line, by the time the polling is supposed to end, they let you vote. And there mm-hmm. were people who said that they waited in line three hours to vote today. Um, so really kudos. I, that makes me really, really happy to, to see. And I'm hoping a lot of those people are millennials turning out to vote for Sanders. (laughs) I really hope they're old people. So they break the mold. That would also be really awesome too. But But we need more millennials voting for real because we are the least amount of the voters. It's just like, it's just so like sad for me to like see this and like witness this on on an even different level because like, he has all like Bernie Sanders campaign has all these factors, all these obstacles, like all these energies, forces working against him to stop him from being president. And like, imagine if they weren't as hostile, imagine if like the, like the media that just did their job and just reported and just asked like good questions that actually got at the truth for each of the candidates and like actually like hit them on their bullshit. <laughs> imagine a totally, government that yeah. actually works for the people. Like I, I imagine like all these people like actually like not being hostile to like to any of the progressive candidates. Maybe Andrew Yang would still be in the race. Yeah. Maybe Tulsi Gabbard would be doing better. Maybe all these uh, moderate candidates that are being uh that are, are are on the stage and have been on the stage wouldn't be there maybe not as much not as many of them well yeah yeah but now there's one one or two lone candidates now if you count Tulsi Gabbard but I mean I don't because she's not uh she's not going to be there much longer I think no. um Elizabeth Warren has the facade of being a progressive um, <laughs> you're so funny and, um, of course, the only, like, progressive that actually has a chance at winning and doing really well against Trump is Bernie Sanders. That's the only chance the people who, the actual people, the people that, in the Democratic Party that want their voice heard, that, that donated those $46 million last month and have been donating tens of millions over the last uh, like year or so, more than a year, excluding the all the money that he made in his 2016 run for president, all the people that believed in his campaign, including myself. Like it's so sad. It's so sad that like our our everything is rigged. It's it's so sad. It really is, and I I think that I've I've always kind of had this sort of sense that that's kind of how it was but seeing it how it it has played out tonight um and yesterday you know with all those endorsements and clearly how it's affected um the voting today it's it is sad it it really is and it makes me sad that warren didn't drop out sooner so bernie could have gotten more of these delegates because the these delegates um you know i'm not sure how familiar everybody is with them, but we were talking about this earlier. These delegates aren't going to 
go to anybody else once she does drop out. They they stay with her, you know? So these are all delegates that Sanders could have gotten. Yep. Um, but we, we will see how it turns out in the end. Bernie Sanders is supposed to win um, Super Tuesday in general um, with the majority of the delegates. Um, it's just a matter to, of seeing how big the difference is when it comes to Joe Biden, if he is within, if he's close enough to Bernie, too close for comfort um, in delegates, then it looks like we're probably going to head to a contested convention. And we all know how that's going to turn out. If they're pulling out all the stops here, imagine what they're going to pull out over there. Yeah. And even then, that's when more of them have to get involved. And that's actually part of the rules for them to get involved. Because the superdelegates get involved in a contested convention. And who are the superdelegates? The superdelegates are literally the establishment. <laughs> they are literally, they are literally the, the Democratic establishment. Not it the is, people who we want choosing for example, our Democratic for, candidate. For example, it is uh, Nancy Pelosi is a superdelegate. Cory Booker. All of these like Democratic senators, um, representatives, governors... Former presidents. That, actually, I don't know about former presidents. But, but still, not people that we yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, there's our... not that many people. Yeah. No, no, it's, no, no. It's crazy. I mean, they are elected officials at some point, but I mean, the entire country doesn't vote for those people. Why do they have to like choose a candidate? And they don't have to go any which way. Even if they they represent a state and their voters, let's say, vote for Bernie Sanders in the popular vote. They can still go with Joe Biden if they so choose. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's what happened in 2016. Exactly. Well, with Hillary Clinton. But once again, the shit's rigged. Yeah. We'll see how it all turns out. This is just the beginning. Super Tuesday is just the beginning. Either way. Mark my words. <laughs> Mark my words. If they steal this nomination away from Bernie Sanders, um, and he has a plurality of, demog- uh, of delegates going into the com- uh, going into the convention. This uh, the Democratic Party will not recover for a very long time because of this. People do not forget this. I will not forget this. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to come down to a contested convention. I really don't. I know that's what Bloomberg is definitely hoping for, but. Um... No. We shall see. Yeah, we shall. We shall. Super Tuesday will definitely put it pretty close because, um, you know, there are a lot of delegates up tonight. And Biden and Sanders are very close right now. So. Yeah, they are. Well, let's wrap it up here. I think it's a good place to wrap up. Um, It was... uh, kind of heated conversation but whatever um because <laughs> i mean I, we're I, passionate I, I, I about like, this it's a big deal i, I don't know i'm, I'm tired it's I, rigged system. Like, hey, I don't i, I don't want to like <laughs> have to deal with these fuckers it's so tiring <laughs> that battling them and we don't we haven't even like made a dent yet but we will we're on our way oh uh so uh, do you want to do your spiel about voting? Oh, yes, of course. So do not forget to vote, everybody. Um, Super Tuesday, like I said, it's just the beginning. So figure out when your day is to vote. 
um, rockvote.com. You can find that information. You can also register to vote. You can figure out your um, status if you have recently registered to vote. Figure out if you've been approved or not. Um, it should come in the mail if it's been mailed to you. It's really cool, that website. And then also, yourfuckingpollingplace.com. That is an awesome website. It's very simple to use. There's literally only one spot. You put in your address, click OK, and your polling place will pop up. Um, so if you don't know where you would be going to vote, yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And for Illinoisans, our day is March 17th. So I know you guys are all going out to the bars. So go hit the polls before you head out for a drink for St. Patty's Day. That's funny. Um, yeah, I probably should do that. Um, <laughs> no promises. It's uh, like a okay. celebratory uh, beer. Go vote yeah. and then celebrate your you you exercising your constitutional right and making a difference. Um, I also wanted to mention our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We can be found at the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at... Ash the Disruptor. Uh, perfect. And then I also wanted to mention uh, that we are available on eight listening platforms. And I just wanted to list those off real quick, just in case, um, uh, just in case we have people that uh, aren't aware with all of them. But of course, we have Anchor, we have Spotify, we have uh, Pocket Cast, we have uh, Apple Podcasts. And I also wanted to uh, stop at Apple Podcasts really quick because uh, um, if you guys get any value out of the show, if you appreciate it, if you support it any of the above we would really appreciate it if you uh, left a five-star review uh, with your honest thoughts on those uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts it means so much to us um, to have your support and to have your reviews Um, so uh, once again just uh, if you could do us a favor we would be very grateful Um, so uh, let's just wrap it up here once again guys thank you so much for the support We really appreciate you tuning in uh, to this episode and um, we will see you next time. Thanks.